The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at MalinLabeCigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box if a brigade member buys a set cigars, coffee, and whiskey. Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Happy Monday, everybody. What's up? Welcome into a very unique episode of the Bostonian versus the book. Matt Peralt, Dave Sherapan. I'm in Vegas. Dave is in Arizona, as you guys who are watching it live on YouTube and Twitter, you can see Dave, where he is. Dave, where are you? We're at the Marriott Canyon Villas uh, up in basically more Scottsdale Desert. Uh, it's the JW Marriott sister party next to it. Um, wow. So we're at the pool. We got things situated. I had uh, 10 total with my daughter's three nieces and nephews. We had a little get together yesterday. My dad was definitely looking down on all of the family chaos. My brothers and uh, sisters and brother-in-law were very much um, happy to be partaking in some libations. And uh, it was chaos last night, but it was good family chaos. So today everybody's sleeping and uh, I'll be in the show by the pool. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And no one's up. It's good. So we're going to do this for an hour plus or so. If you guys are yes. watching it on the replay for for on, on sports grid, it won't be the full normal show. We'll do about an hour, hour plus, And then we'll do some best of stuff on sports grid live on YouTube and Twitter for you guys. Chat's rolling. I, Dave is not looking at the chat today, just FYI. So yep. I will, if you guys have any big news announcements or anything you want to pass along, I'll do so. Bonvi just made the announcement. He's coming to Vegas in September. So Bondi's coming to Vegas in September. That is outstanding. Hopefully anyone else that's coming to Vegas in July, August, or September, it's going to sign up for uh, the brigade proxy service to sign up for the contest. Don't forget. You can do that with us. Bondi. I can't wait to meet you. See you. That'll be awesome. Um, 
There may be some other people coming in September that first weekend in the NFL. There's some some rumblings in the Discord. What's the Discord channel again? BBBshow.com for our Discord channel. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we do know that the Breadmen are coming in that weekend. And we may have something percolating as well for us that weekend. So (laughs) stay tuned for what is going to happen here in the month of September. But before we move to today and beyond, I have to ask you, because you were brave enough to go down there to the Strip to... In the middle of the chaos, before you drove three and a half hours to Arizona, you decided to go and subject yourself to the traffic of the Vegas Stanley Cup Championship Parade. Walk us through the day. What time did you leave? How long did you stay? How long did it take to get home? Before I get to that, I just want to let you know that the only people I've interacted today with is this uh, guy comes in wearing a Patriots Champions hat. That hat, but in white. He's sitting right behind me. It's white is wearing a, uh, a bikini T-shirt. They're senior citizens. Oh, okay. He's from Israel, Massachusetts. Excuse or me? Israel. Excuse me? And where, North, where is Israel, and Massachusetts? North. It's right outside of Boston. That's what he said. I don't know. Have oh, maybe work. he's from Israel, and now they live in they live in North. I don't okay. know. That's well, it. Yeah, he's from Israel. Yes, that's what it is. That's it. He's from Israel. The country. He said Israel, Massachusetts, but he's very hard to understand. He's okay, from yes. Israel. He's from Israel, and they live in Norton. That is outside. That is South live, Shore, Mass. Outside yes. of Boston, about thirty yes. minutes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. she grew up in Boston. <laughs> okay, and she's got the sass. All of it. I'm trying to get her to come on the show. Oh, she's like, she's. I I saw her. Oh, they're playing name that too with Disney channels. There's women walking around. So if they sing a song or playing a song and you guys know it, put it in the chat. You can hear it because I'll win a prize. Okay. That'd be great because I'm not paying attention. Okay. And then the guys cut the tree over the golf course. Is that loud? You need nah, we, it, it's all it's all background noise. We can hear it. It's fine. I mean, we, we hear it, but it's background noise. Um. The parade. Let's put it like this. We decided I was against it at the beginning, and the kids were like, "The kids were adamant." I'm impressed. Their their will to wear us down. It still works. So they wore us down, and uh, we agreed that we would go, but we would only go via the public transportation. So we went to the casino. We went to the Santa Fe and took the bus down. Four thirty bus. The parade didn't start until 7. So we got down there, walked around. They had everything closed. We went up, over, around, down. I know my way around down there, which is good. So we get to a spot, center, right next to the Channel 13 stage and um, area where they're going to broadcast from with a big boom camera. And I say we're stopping here. Now, there's nobody there. Not, there's not nobody there, but there's nobody where right. we're at when I get there. Now, I know from working in TV and stuff, there's not going to be anybody in front of us because we have the rail and we have the camera guy right in front of us. So I said, trust me, well, we want to go closer. And I'm like, no, we don't. We are going to be fine. We have uh, a TV screen to our left. We have the TV screen right above us. And we have this area where no one is going to be around us. Because it was hot as hell. Right. And it was going to get very, very, very crowded. And people were wired. 
you understand like oh fire. yeah yeah they were everybody was really excited so we stood there for five hours oh kendall too? five hours the whole time kendall sat okay and at one point we sent kelsey and her friend Liv to get food because everybody was kind of wilting it was getting a little bit like you know yeah. something um the first round of drinks i bought one bud light big tall one and five waters guess what the over under was five waters bottles of water aquafina no not aquafina dasani i'm gonna say 75 dollars 60 bucks yeah one can of beer and yeah five waters yeah 60 dollars. sounds right <laughs> And then we got a pizza, and we nice. ate pizza. Standing? Before. Uh, yes. Everybody yeah, the was troopers. Woof. Yeah. Well, Kelsey's still feeling the effects of it with her okay. back. She's, she's, she's sore. Um, but we didn't move. The amount of vape, weed, Ugh. and cigarette smoke in the air was to the point where I almost went out. People were passing out for going down around us. Really? Non-star. Oh yeah. Oh, it was. It's a very congested area. Yeah. There was no airflow. No. It stopped, and it got very hot. The people were, you know, the medics did an unbelievable job. The police did an unbelievable job. There was no incidents, although we almost had a, a woman fight behind us. Yeah, there was one fight. Uh, it, it, there was one fight where Metro had to jump in and bust it up, but really, for the most part, it yeah. was pretty. It was pretty clean. Yeah, it was. It was. Did you really guys stay good. for the speeches? We were there the entire time. We didn't so wh- see the parade. Okay. But we saw. I think he wants to get on the show. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, it's more than welcome if he wants. Um, the speeches were awesome, um, and we could see that we were directly in front of them. They were directly in front of us. It was weird because when you're there live, you hear it different than what you see in sound. Right. Um. The kids saw right through all the politicians speaking at the beginning. They were like, "What? What is this? Why?" You know, Kylie's like, "Are they going to just let anyone else talk?" Right. Everybody gets a key to the city. Like, what's you know? And I was like, "You're getting it." This is that was fun. Um, I went home and watched the broadcast later. You saw the broadcast. Yeah. What did you think of the broadcast? Because it was hit and miss a lot. Oh, it, I, I didn't care. I mean, it's, it's just a bunch of talking heads talking about things that they know nothing about. But William Carlson was the story that anyone and everyone has been talking about. I mean, he was one. He fell down the stairs coming out. So yes. that was that was a riot yes, to watch. Two, some woman tried to yank him off the mic multiple times as he started to swear and started yes. to do gyrations and started to just talk about, I mean, yes. the, the fact that he was just ha- hammering Arizona, <laughs> we oh. played the first game, we beat the bleep out of them in the first game. And then yeah. he said, he said, I didn't, I didn't have a point, but in year one, I was fucking awesome. Was the funniest. <laughs> like that was just like, wait, what? That was six years ago, dude. What are we talking about? And yeah. then they tried to yank him off the mic. Like that was for everyone watching at home. I, like, did you guys? Could you tell how how drunk he was? Oh, it was. Um, it was kind of awkward when you're there because <laughs> the kids, you could see. Well, no, like I mean, immediately my daughters were like, "Wow, he's really drunk, Daddy." I'm like, "Yeah, yep," and. The woman came from the side. She's a yeah. PR yes. uh, for the Knights. And, right. <laughs> uh, I saw Carp commented on her. Her name's Tim Clark. 
Oh, and there's okay. obviously somebody tapped her and said, "Get him the mic off." Yes. <laughs> and at first she could not. No, and he wouldn't was, give it to her. It, it was awesome. Went, yeah, it was. It's, it was one of the rules of broadcasting, is it not? Like never give away the mic. Is that is? I remember being taught that in school. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially when you're yeah. drunk and you're in front of everybody, and this is your moment. I mean, this is that was William Carlson's moment. He was not giving the mic up to anybody. Like he had to be forced. Yeah, Marcio had to force him to give up the mic. And then, I mean, Channel 8 released a video this morning where they followed him around the entire time. And you understood why he was as wasted as he was, because it's basically him just drinking alcohol for four or five hours. Oh. Like he he drank the entire time. Like he always had a drink in his hands. He was hammering things out, out of the cup the entire time. I mean, he was absolutely lit up. And by the time you guys got to the eight o'clock 8:30 speech he was three sheets to the wind he was out <laughs> and so like giving him the microphone was dangerous as is and then you got what you asked for i mean that was worth the price of admission to hear him speak like that i'll tell you what it was such a um i mean going into it i was like this is going to be chaos this is going to there were more kids there he wrote there was there That's was great. families there it was it was like it didn't feel like the strip on Saturday Good. night, at least at Toshiba. Uh, well, they closed in, in it there. off. It hit capacity. They started, they closed it off. Well, that's, I mean, it got, it. I can tell you this. I had to wear earplugs. The, the booming sound system was, it was deafening. Um, the smell of everything gave yeah. me a, a, a beyond, I mean, not that I thought I was having another stroke, but my head started getting that feeling again. Okay. I was like, what is all this? So I'm terrible with the loud cross noise right. of in the mix of the smoke. It was it was really that was part of it was rough, but the crowd was great. The parade looked and sounded awesome. What I saw of it later, I mean, it's a parade. Everybody's waving at people going by, and it's done. And then I don't know. It was one that I think like you know, Kendall turned to me at one point. She's like, "When is this going to be over?" She's oh not. wow. And she was like, all right, you know, I've seen, yep. I'm not impressed. I've seen enough. She was more impressed. I think she ate four pieces of pizza. She was starving. Don't blame her. It's a long yeah. time standing around. It was a long time standing around. And it was a lot of, you know, for a while until we really established the space. It was a lot of bumping. It was a lot of touching. You know, Kylie and Jessica were like, you know, we're, we're not moving. You know, everybody yeah. was trying to push us up in the railing. Oh. And, you know, because we had that, for, you know, you guys have more room. No, we don't. And we kept some space, so it was good, man. And, and the bus rides to and from were awesome. It was oh, so you, it's, it's it was awesome. it was easy to get out. Oh, it was spectacular. Whoa. I don't know if I'll ever go again and drive that because if you live here, if you live in Vegas, you get a dollar down and a dollar back as the bus ride. Yeah, from any one of the surrounding casinos that offer the service, drops you off less than a block from the arena. Like you just get out, you turn, you walk left, walk in. As soon as the game's over, you come out, you show them the, 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 the stub and you're, you're home. It was great. I loved it. That's That's huge because yeah. the traffic on Flamingo was absolutely epic. We were driving out and, you know, when you're on the bus, you're in the, you're in the carpool lane and you're right. in the bus lane or whatever, you go by all. Of them. And I kept saying, to the kids like good call with the bus and you know that that saved us sitting in the traffic afterward 
would have been no, terrible. Would have been terrible. I mean, people yeah. were uh, all over social media going like, "This is horrific. Like, I'm stuck. I can't move. Nowhere to go." So that was a big fallout for people just coming down there. And I mean, yeah. look, mostly that was locals. One thing I did like to see, I was wondering, like, all right, it's Saturday night on the Strip. Are this going to be a bunch of just people coming in? And for the most part, I mean, just from the video that I saw in the live shots. It was all Knights fans. I mean, it was all people decked out in Golden Knights gear and people who were really ecstatic up and down both sides of Las Vegas Boulevard. And, you know, there were 15 buses. They stopped a ton. They brought the cup out. They let people drink out of the cup. They they really made it, you know, a pretty cool event for people who were willing to trek down there and, and, and be a part of it. So. It was it was cool for the first one ever for the first time Vegas ever put it on. I, I think it was pretty neat. And, you know, as people were in the chat are comparing it to what happened with Denver. I mean, Denver did it with the Avalanche last year, two years ago. So they had some experience already with planning and setting it up. And we've right. never done anything like that before. I mean, the, yeah, kind of with the aces, but that was 5,000 people with the aces. That was nothing compared to what we was saw. Was there a number announced for this thing? Did you I haven't see seen a number. One. No, but I'm guessing I've seen it. Put it in the chat because I, I, I'd say a hundred thousand. Okay, I'll say a hundred thousand people were down there for it. I mean, it would be my gut reaction is looking at it, maybe more, maybe one fifty. I mean, there was a lot of people. One at Jaceba Plaza. I'm not sure what capacity is for that. Was at least fifty thousand people in around where you guys were. Man, it was tight. That was a sea of humanity all in there. Everyone squished together for all those times, and then you had everyone else along along the parade route on both sides of the strip for it. So it right. was, it, it, I mean, the live coverage was pretty cool. I mean, you know, I think a lot of the, the local newscasts had to learn a thing about wireless communication and those cameras kept on cutting in and out along the parade route. But for the most part, right. it was, it was a pretty cool thing to watch and cool. I'm flipping through the different channels and different coverages and channel 13. I was watching that a bit locally here in town. It was fun. I mean, it was neat for the first time ever to see that I didn't have any fear of missing out though. I wasn't like, Oh man, I want to be there. I was like, no, nope, I'm good. William Carlson was the highlight. I think it's a one and done. For me, <laughs> yes. I yeah. gotta be honest. Like the next time the kids will go like they'll, they'll be old enough. Although, you know, they left the chant back to back. What was back that? That was the awkward. Like what was Bruce Cassidy doing? One, you, you can't know. really lead a chant, but two, you really want to make that declaration like that. He was trying to do like a Belichick type of thing. It didn't work. No, it was very, it was very strange. And, I mean, I don't know if the fan base has like totally warmed up to him. I don't know. No. If he has it. It's so they don't know who he awkward. is. Like they don't know who it, he is. It, you're, it's just, it's so true. Like when he was there, he, he seems like a cool guy. Yeah. But like when Stone spoke, it was it was so genuine. Right. It was like it was so real. That was the loudest reaction. That was the one that got everybody. Carl said everybody felt like you were at a wedding and right. awkward brother was <laughs> yeah. giving a, a speech that was right. long. And you're like, what is Stop. he doing? Like, so, yeah. And then by the time it got to Marshall show, Marshall show knew it was over. Like, it was like, all right, thank you. You know, we're out. And, and that was it. So, but the, the people want to hear from the players, right? Like all those other people before, between all the mayors of the city and, you know, Goodman and Lombardo and all, like, it was like, everybody's like, why are they talking? You know, just, we want to see the cup and we want to see the players. The coolest thing was, do you remember when we were at the Super Bowl in LA and they did those things in the air 
those floating like, yeah. things in the air. Yeah, the drones. The, yeah, the, the the stuff they did with the knights. Oh, we saw symbol. it. Yeah, really oh, cool. Oh, that was. I mean, like pre-programmed. You know, yeah, that was neat. At, at night, I I give Vegas credit again because I didn't think it was a good idea. It was so cool when it got dark and it was the lights and the and then the things in the air. I mean, the kids went nuts. They were like, oh, you know, and everybody was taking pictures. That was one thing I think they'll definitely remember, the way they did it with the lights. That was fun. Mm, very cool. Very yep. cool. All right, yep. let's, get to, let's get to the weekend. It was a pretty busy one, not just wow. with the parade happening, but with what happened yesterday. Wyndham Clark winning the U.S. Open and cashing some big tickets for a bunch of people <laughs> who were on it. Anywhere from 9 to 1, 30 to 1, 40 to 1, depending on when you came in and bet that guy. He hangs on. Rory comes up one stroke short. Rory doesn't make. He led the entire field in greens and regulation, but he didn't make a birdie over the last 17 holes of the of the of the golf course. I mean, it's wow. kind of crazy. He just hung Is on. That what that was? Really? Yeah, he just hung on. Like Rory just played solid golf. He just didn't hit a putt. He couldn't hit a putt. Right. He hits one. He gets himself on 14. He, he made a mistake on 14 and made a bogey and it really hurt him. And that's how he ended up losing the thing. Cause minus 10 won the tournament. So which where they started, they started at minus 10. They ended at minus 10. Um, my buddy, uh, who I've met only once in person, Joey Coons had, and I tagged you on yeah, I saw he doesn't it. really do a lot of media, but I want him to come on and talk about what it's sweats like for a hundred thousand. And dive, you know, total on it for ninety-four thousand. Ninety-four thousand is gonna win. Ninety-four to one. Um I was driving, so I left, which by the way, I mean, listen, I don't know if they're around. Trying to get all these women together and leaving the house. I literally went outside and just sat on the cut on the curb. Because I don't know what was happening in the house. We were supposed to leave at ten. Then we were supposed to leave at eleven. We didn't leave until one. I wanted Whoa. to be. I wanted to be here by the time the final round was going. Right. And we weren't. So I was driving, and I'm watching. And then you go through periods on the drive to Arizona Dead. where you just—it's just nothing. So then I'm like, oh, so like an hour later, you know, you can finally get service, and you're like, oh wow, uh, Scheffler's out. Yeah, um, Ricky started bad. Like it was, you're watching it. It was pretty apparent that it became a two horse race. What yep. by the turn? Yeah, by, by nine. I mean, and and then Clark blew up. I mean, Clark started to collapse at fifteen, sixteen. He started to really have struggles, and it was like, oh my gosh, he's standing gonna... use of the gift. By the way, with the building collapsing, <laughs> literally laughed out loud. Funny. I'm like, oh no, Rory was going to win. Did you feel like Rory was going to win? If he made a putt, I was waiting for the one putt, that one moment where the everything, the momentum, because he wasn't playing with Clark. He was in the group ahead of Clark. If Rory was playing with Clark, I think it would have put more pressure on him. But because he wasn't playing with Rory, it was his. He knew I am, you know, whatever Rory does, whatever he posts for a number, I just got to go ahead and go and beat that. So Rory's bogey on 14 is why he lost the tournament because all Clark had to do was par his way in and he was going to win the U S open because he knew that a birdie hadn't been hit by Rory McIlroy. So 
that's why it was a little bit anticlimactic because it was more about like, okay, can Clark hold on when he was at 11 under and then he bogeyed to fall back to 10. It was like, uh Oh, is there another bogey over 16, 17, 18 for Clark? And there wasn't. Uh, and that's why Clark wound up wound up winning the tournament. So, I mean, it's were a you cool watching story. the live number at all? Were you watching no. a lot? Okay. I was watching it when I was going, you know, when we were leaving, we were still not far outside of Vegas, adjusting to Arizona and still have service. And I watched the number on Ricky go boom. Like, yes. It was so quick where yeah. he went from co first choice or just second choice to gone. It was done. Like, yeah, he so was fast. plus, I mean, he was plus 260 at FanDuel to start the day to win the tournament. Yeah. And it became 25 to one like yeah. that, and then yeah. 50 to one, and then he was off. And I was like, okay, so he's out. And Scheffler was third. Yeah. And then he must have done something at six, seven, eight, or nine, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. And he was done. Yeah. And then I didn't have service for a while. But yeah, like, everyone I dropped. I mean, it, it turned. Yeah, like we we saw. I mean, I had a my only ticket on Sunday that was live was Cam Smith to come in the top ten, and Cam Smith started the day tied for eleventh. He wound up tied for fourth because he oh. just posted a number and he climbed up, 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 up. He went three under on Sunday and anybody who was posting a 67, 68 on Sunday, you were going to rapidly rise up the leaderboard because right. everyone was scoring 70, 71. That was pretty much the store, the score across the way that there just weren't that many birdies out there for the afternoon. Once the Marine layer burned off, the course played much more difficult and it was much more difficult to find those low scores on the course. So it was really kind of wild to watch that because I'm watching Cam Smith and like they weren't showing anything of his shots because he was really far off the pace. But I'm watching it because I have the bet on him and he's going up, up, up. I'm like, is someone going to show Cam Smith, please? Because he keeps on making these birdies and he ended the, his front, but going birdie, bogey, birdie, bogey. It was like, my gosh, he was even. And then he had three birdies on the back and he went, he finished at three under par. I mean, the story of Wyndham Clark, I don't think got told as well as it should have been in a lot of ways, because the brother sister hug at the, on the 18th green, they were more obsessed about the putter having Ricky Fowler's putter than they were about the fact that he had just lost his mom and that this was on father's day. And he was really having a tough time because that was his best friend and his mother had passed away. I, I don't know. It, it was weird because the crowd was a really big, I don't know if you saw about the crowds, but there was a lot of controversy about why the crowds were not there. A lot of controversy around the golf course. I don't think they're going to go back to LACC anytime soon. And right. two, did you hear the rumor that the, that the, uh, the, the people who are members bought up all the tickets to not so allow I, large crowds. So I tried to buy tickets. Right. I was going to try to see one. I was going to pitch you. You drive. Oh. We'll go. And because I've never been to a U.S. Open. Right. I've been to courses that have hosted it, but never the week that they hosted it. So I was like, you know what? That might be a fun little roadie. I know you've got, you know, yeah. getting rid of the kids. So I went to yeah. buy the tickets. It was 500 a day. A day for the yep. general mission. It's never like that. And it was very hard. It was limited. I'm like, what? This doesn't even make sense. I can only get this and they didn't have a, a, a full, you know, four-dayer. Right. It had to be per day. And then it was, like, limited. And then the clubhouse passes. One day with the clubhouse pass was two dimes. Like, 
that allowed you into the clubhouse and to walk the course and to go in the grandstand. It, I mean, the Phoenix Open was it's it's twenty five dollars, right? Twenty five dollars, like right. Regular golf course, you buy an admission ticket to walk the grounds. That's general admission. It's not supposed to be that expensive. So I knew especially the U.S. Opens. Up. Because it's right? it's the USGA, so the USGA tries to keep right. the cost down because they it, want as many crowds. people in as possible. Because to grow the game, for that matter, I mean, who knows how many seventy-eight-year-old kids walk up to the you know walk around with their dad and go, right. "Daddy, I, I want to go learn how to play golf." I mean, it helps to grow the game of golf. And so there was that, that has not been confirmed, but that was the big rumor on social media when everybody was like, "Where are the crowds? Like, what is going on?" And it was out there that yes, the the members bought up all the tickets because they were not interested in a large crowd walking around their pristine golf course, which really is a stupid idea and why they should never go back to that golf course ever again. If that's true for a major, I mean, look, a lot of the golfers didn't like it. I'll be honest. I didn't like it. I didn't really find it to be that great of a golf course watching on TV. So everything's different on TV than it is in person, but I wasn't overwhelmingly like, wow. I thought it looked like it was like a basic course. Like, Yes, it's difficult. Yes, there was some cool, like, you know, those 81-yard par three that was neat. There was a really long par four, which was neat. But there wasn't, like, I don't know, there wasn't any real character, I thought, to the golf course, other than it looked old. It looked like an old golf course that you would play here in Vegas. And and I think I mean, you get one first shot, one first impression of life, right? We yep. talk about that True. all the time, too. You yeah. get one first impression. With people here, when you're watching the show for the first time, I ask you, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you do like it. If you don't, you go away. <laughs> I, don't know if I don't know if they're coming back. I don't think we'll ever see or hear from uh, Los Angeles, LACC Country Club again. I don't think they're coming back. Wow. According to Betsmart, according to Tyler, LACC was awarded the U.S. Open for 2039. Do they book that far out? That can't be right. That can't be right, Tyler. You're kidding with that, right? It's they don't book out. 23. That's 16 years from now. They already have it that booked. Wow. wow. I didn't know I that. Didn't they know do. That. But I mean, hopefully they change the golf course and hopefully they do some different things around it. If they are going to have it again here in 16 years from now, the next time we go back, because wow. not really a fan of it at all, <laughs> to be quite honest. I just had to do the quick math there and think, how old am I going to be in 2039? <laughs> I'm like, Holy cow! I'm gonna be an old old man then. I that's I hope I can. Maybe I'll go to that one. If 2039, right. I'll I'll take a ride and go. Yeah, so. I, I mean, it's it's uh it's a fun weekend. It's always the story is usually about something to do with Father's Day or yeah. family and all that other stuff. I didn't know that story. Now that you said it, I'll go back and look at it. Oh um, yeah. I I know I left. When I left and I wish Pat Pap, you know, happy Father's Day. See you mm. later. Thanks for keeping an eye on the dog while we're gone with grandma. I said, who's going to win? And he's a huge golf guy. I mean, he grew up at Oakmont and playing Oakmont. He played it, you know, and he goes, I'm rooting for Ricky, but Rory's going to win. And I think that was a lot of people's mentality, right? Well, I mean, he's, he hasn't won one in a long time. The last they, they, they put it in context on the broadcast, the last time that Rory won a major, Scotty Scheffler was a senior in college. So it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while since we've seen, you know, a win like this for, for Rory. So, I mean, he said it afterwards. He goes, look, I just keep on coming in second and third place. And 
I'm going to keep on coming back until I win one of these. And so I, I don't know if he'll win his fifth major and retire or what, but like he's definitely hungry to get another major. He wants it. Well, we'll see. I know a lot of people had him, and not a lot of people had Wyndham Clark. No, that was. You know, we, we, we got a couple, you know, people that we know. And again, I'd love to have Toons on because he wants mm. a character, but two, you pick up 100 dimes on Oof. something like that. It's just, you know, that cures. I want him to give me all the. I told him in the, in the tweet, I want all the college plays. I want all the season wins. He's always. He's an originator. Always oh. has been. At Joey Toons. Yeah. Guy moves money, moves numbers. Um, and he's a, he's a good dude, so I'd love to have him on. I know the books did good. The books yeah. did all right with the, with the Clark. All I don't remember too many shows all week that led up to that said this guy's live. No, I mean the one to start the tournament. Yeah, people mostly were betting it in tournaments. You know, after the on the turn. Right. After right. the cut, you know, on going into Sunday, then, okay, fine. Then you're jumping up and saying, Wyndham, I mean, because yeah. frankly, Wyndham Clark going into Sunday, you could have gotten nine to one. So, Correct. I mean, the, the, he was even in, even into the, nobody really believed he was going to hold on. He'd never been in that spot before. So, right. I mean, it was fun to a, see, right? I think yeah. that was his, what, sixth start in a major or something yep. like that. Yeah, really inexperienced. And he, I mean, look, he putted really well. He had a great short game. He did the things he needed to do to, to kind of hold off everybody because he took advantage of the course when it was really gettable on Thursday and Friday. And right. it was sort of a, like a Tiger Woods type of performance. Put up a number and make everybody come at you. Make everybody chase right. you down on Sunday knowing how tough it is. And he just played defense and he played defense well enough to win the thing at 10 under par. So, I mean, there was a big question. We had it on Friday. What was going to be the finishing score? Like what, what were they going to wind up? You know, what was the winning score? And many people thought it was going to be like 11, 12 under turned out to be 10. So that's somewhat surprising that we only got to 10 under to win the thing, which is okay for a U.S. Open. I'm okay with that. That's, you know, two and a half under per round. I'm good with 10 being the winning score. Oh, yeah. Especially, I mean, a par 70 is different from the par 72 too. Right. Right. Like, so yeah. you've got to take that into consideration because it's less par five state. Right. They did. I mean, like it's 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 incredible when you really watch and take time. The younger guys are just everybody's better. They're just better. Well, Fleetwood shot a sixty-three. He's a he, he shot the second. He's he's got two sixty-threes now in U.S. Opens on Sunday. One of he's got three of the. There's three rounds. He has two of them shooting sixty-three. Johnny, uh, John, yep, Johnny at yep. I think Johnny yep. Miller, yeah, yeah. They, they, they talk about that round. They talked about that. I knew about that round when I was born. Like, I got right. Yeah, it's it's pretty impressive. Well, you are in Arizona, which right now is the epicenter of the basketball talk world. <laughs> as now. Kevin Durant gets to play with Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal chose the deal to go play with Phoenix over a multitude of other teams that were inquiring about his services. The Wizards get rid of the contract. CP3 goes to Washington. Let's start where you are in Arizona. What's the? Are you hearing anything about this? Because this seems to be like pretty big news here. That you've got that you've got a big three with Booker, KD, and Beal now. So Brother Smoke is here. He's dialed into you know, uh, the local stuff. And he watches the show. And he listens and watches other stuff. He goes, this guy's going to win it. Suns are going to win the championship in the next Oh, boy. Years. Oh, boy. He said it's, they're going to spend money. Owner doesn't care. 
they, they, they just they're going to do whatever they can. They got KD. They're going to, you know, kiss his ass, get him the pieces. There's not, no more excuses about, you know, he don't have the right guys. He don't have it. You know, it's going to be kind of, I don't know, an all-in mentality every year, which is fine. And they're second choice in the West behind Denver, okay? And they're going to get bet. Who's playing defense? Be wrong. I mean, you watch basketball. Who's playing defense? I, I want to know who's the bench. It's not so much the defense for me. I want to know who's on the bench. Yeah, right. Nobody on the bench. Nobody. I, I need to see because you can have all these great superstars, but as we saw with the Nuggets, you got to have two or three pieces coming off the bench that can really wow. help. And if you don't, it, it, you can't get guys who are veteran minimums or guys who are G League level players coming in. I don't care how many superstars you got in starting five. You got to have a team. And they, I mean, Chris Paul now gone. That voice from the locker room is gone. Does he play in LA, the Clippers, or the Lakers in your mind? Wait. So he, he got traded to Washington, but he ain't going? Well, he's not going to play there. They're going to buy him out. Then they're not interested. His contract's only $15 million. Chris Paul's not playing for Washington. So Washington basically got nothing? Correct. They wanted to get rid of the contract. It was horrific. <laughs> the Beal contract was he can't stay healthy. And they committed way too much money to him. They wanted the sons that they wanted the, the cap flexibility in with the Chris Paul deal. They may keep Shamit, but they're going to cut Chris Paul. Chris Paul's going to get bought out. Is that what Stone and Industry is an inside job people? Like um, they got him the max contract like that, and then everybody's gone and he trades them. And they, I mean, they I think it's ownership. Out. I think it's ownership with Washington making the mistake. They never should. They never should have given him the deal that they gave him. They were trying to placate wow. their fan base. It's giving them a reason to actually go and watch the Wizards. So now they've just gone into full tank mode, and they'll be bad for a couple of years trying to rebuild. But they've got big cap flexibility now to go sign somebody if they want, or sign multiple players if they want. Uh, that sounds like somebody spending the owners' money. That's very possible. Like to me. They yeah. said, "Hey, we'll get you a max deal. We'll get you out of here in a year. Please don't worry about it." Right. You know, it's very it's possible. It's not going to work and whatever. And now you take Paul back to say you're taking the contract and then you're going to let him go. Like, I don't know. It seems like bad business to me. And it is, I guess. But I don't know if it makes the sun the automatic advancing that one pretty quickly. I'm with you. No bench, no defense. Hold up. Yeah, I I'm. See, I, I need to see more of just what the roster is going to look like, and yeah. you know how how it gels with the new coach and everything else going in. I I mean, I'm going to be very curious to see how the betting market responds to this because I feel like everyone's going to run to bet the Suns, and then we're going to be sitting here in you know ten months going, well, that didn't pan out the way everyone thought it was going to pan out. There's a lot more competition. The West is tough. The West is not going to be easy, and so Beal leaving. I mean, as a Celtics fan, I love it. Get get all the superstars into the Western Conference. Get them all out of here. <laughs> I'm good with it. Keeps happening. That way. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just this. Like I don't understand why nobody wants to go and be the third team in the East. Like I guess it's hard to get somebody to go to Philadelphia right now. I guess it's harder to get somebody to stay in Boston. Or I mean, they got that core. Like I mean, if Harding goes to the Rockets. Bad, I mean, if Harden winds up with the Rockets, it's another West. I mean, look at how many superstars 
You have Giannis, you have Tatum, you have Embiid, and then what <laughs> in the East? <laughs> I mean, it's just you're lacking all the superstar. The Knicks, all the Knicks. Who all, on the all, Knicks all the, is a superstar? Julius Randle? Uh, Come on. No, I mean, I don't think they have a superstar, but they have a good team. Everybody's sure. telling me the Knicks are going to be. You know, I mean, the Cavaliers have Donovan Mitchell, but like they, it's not in that upper yeah. first team, right. second team, all NBA type caliber player. No. So no. you have a lot of talent in the Western Conference, and from an Eastern Conference perspective, I love it. Make the path as easy as possible for the Celtics to get back to the right. finals. I mean, it's right. they're going to be the odds on. My guess is, as this continues, that the number for Boston is going to keep on dropping for them to win the East. Just to sit in the room all summer and say, is there a better? Free agency, like baseball hot stove used to be the best. It's good. Right. NBA is NBA is the best free agency, is it not? 100%. It's been that way since the since LeBron made the decision, you know, when he captivated everybody. The Miami decision? Yeah. On TV. Oh, yeah. Since since the invention of the super team, you know, the three Pete or the, the, the three headed monster, right. Right. you know. Since that has been the thing, everyone's looking around for that again, right? LeBron made that. Everyone wants them to move. Kevin Durant then took the mantle every offseason. Kevin Durant comes in. I mean, I remember sitting a couple of years ago when Gordon Hayward made the announcement that he was joining the Celtics. I was on, I was on the Cape. I was on vacation. It was like, like I don't know, a couple of years ago. And I remember like running downstairs going, oh my gosh, Gordon Hayward just went to the Celtics. Like, it's just my family was like, and what? you were the only one excited about. It. No, my brother. I mean, my brother Colin and I are both big basketball people. So he he, he really was psyched, too. But like, I love Brad Stevens. I'll always I mean, I, I always have a very special place in my heart for Brad Stevens. I love Brad. And so he was getting yeah. Gordon Hayward. He was getting his college binky. I was like, this is phenomenal. Look at this. This is awesome. I mean, there is no better right now in terms of movement because the NBA is one or two players can change everything. I mean, it's. The odds on Wembayama going number one are are ridiculous right now. Like he's going number one, yeah. And then after that, everyone's debating about whether Scoot Henderson's going number two. So you've got not just the free agency market that's ablaze, but you also have the betting market on the draft, which is all the talk, right? So JY is doing a draft special uh, with Kevin Walsh on Thursday. Nice. Talking about him, he's been texting me. I'm like JY, I'm not. I'm. I'm not interested. Like I, the NBA draft after the first two days, I got to be honest. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. And the odds are so overwhelming. I'm always looking at everything through the odds, right? First and foremost, yeah. and it doesn't have the appeal. But there's going to be a ton of movement. There's going to be a ton of trades. JY keeps telling me. I mean, he is all over. And he's doing this prep. They're doing a live show in Atlantic City and all these things. And I'm just like, wow. The NBA free agency can change numbers it i just find it at least something to talk about this summer right can you ever imagine saying to someone you're taking your talents to south beach like what at what point would you say that about anything that you're doing i'm taking my talents to lunch today <laughs> i'm i mean like what what it's why it was but it's why it was so memorable because you were like wait what I mean, Jim Gray. I mean, LeBron is still mad about the way that was portrayed. Why? He's he portrayed it. Oh, people. He thinks he was done wrong by the media, the way that it was presented, the way that it was really? positioned. Yeah, he's mad. Yeah. At, he's mad at ESPN. He's mad at Jim Gray. Oh, yeah. LeBron is still really? salty about how that went down. Yeah, he thought that it was his mastermind. He thought he had a whole idea for it, and then it didn't go down the way he thought it was going to go down. 
my man said it. Like he had that thing scripted out pretty good. It was at the boys club and he was donating the money and all the horrible sort of idea. Stuff. The whole thing was a horrific idea. <laughs> Terrible. He was in that nice yep. shirt standing there all straight. I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. What? And then it blew up and everybody, it gave everybody just a huge, huge deal. So I'm going to hit Jessica with that later. I'm going to say, I'm going to take my talents to lunch with you. Uh, quick update because I'm not really happy about this. What, Tennis, what, what? T- Tennessee is losing at the moment. Uh oh. Two nothing to Stanford. Bottom three. Stanford's I need to impressive again. I need Tennessee to wake up here a little bit. That's my, I I, I took oh. Tennessee. I laid the minus one thirty five on Tennessee to win. I didn't do any on the run line. Every game but one so far in Omaha, by the way, has been decided by one run. First time in history. Absolutely electric. I was thinking that as uh, I was watching the games on Friday, and I was like, "Man, this is really good. It can't be this good again." Oh no, it is. It's mm. good again on Saturday. And we watched the games at home before we went to the parade. I didn't watch either the games yesterday, any of the games yesterday, but I saw the highlights, and I was like, "This has been great, it has. great baseball." I mean, fun homers, good defense, crazy plays. Um, I mean, guys throwing a hundred on the regular. Changing. They're just they're they're just just like yeah, throwing heat, 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 heat. Uh, You need to wear more Yankee stuff on the show, by the way. I worked that out for you, nice. Please, complete (laughs) sweep. So every time they play, it's funny because I I was going to wear the Boston stuff on Saturday. Oh, and because I thought we might have a couple signups, and I had to run down to the book, and I had to do some. And I was like, no, I better not because they might, <laughs> they might lose. Yeah. So, um, you know, I did get a text from someone that said, Hey, stop wearing the Yankees. <laughs> Two straight series. The Red Sox have taken from the Yankees and they just swept them in Boston, took both games of the double header and went one on fr- one on Friday. So it was a yeah. very, very good Series Red Sox, Ryan Bella pitched really well for the Red Sox. The bats look good, coming to life here. It's nice. Red Sox are back over 500 and you know, we'll see what happens. I might have, have, have a team to watch here, uh, but one quick baseball or two baseball stories. We got a new segment in a second, but yep. did, did you see this story involving the Braves and they cut a guy whose dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch? I didn't see it until on you Father's sent Day. it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see it until you sent it. Now, Charlie Kulbertson. Yeah. Was cut. Culberson was, but was designated for assignment. The infield's infielder's dad had been scheduled to throw out the first pitch. You think anybody's 34 years old had not made an appearance for Atlanta since being called up on May 19th. They thought it was going to be a nice moment for you know his dad to come up here and throw out the first pitch, and they cut him the morning before his dad was supposed to throw out the first pitch. I mean, happy father's day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so did he still throw out the first? Pitch? Nope. Nope. They, they pivoted and they allowed the infielder for Michael Harris, the second to do it before the Rockies game. Harris went five for five in the game. The Braves won at 14 to six. Business is business, I guess, in this business. And man, that is an ultimate slap to the face. Like that is cold. That, that is, is ice I mean, just, cold. That's, that, that's just, that's, that's ice cold. Speaking of ice cold, did you see what my room was? The temperature in my room? No. I posted it. Yeah, I took a picture. I woke up. 
literally with my teeth chattering, unable to feel my extremities. She had it down to 65 degrees in the room today. Uh, in, the ho- in the hotel room. That's a confined space. Room. That's cold. Yeah, that's cold. I was under the vent, too. And, and, and <laughs> I was so cold. I slept in a hoodie with the hoodie over my head. And there was one blanket. And I didn't even share the blanket. And she said, what are you doing? I said, I can't. Do you understand? I can't be in these extreme cold like this. Said it's sixty-five. It's a hundred outside. It's enough. But that was cold. You're right. It was very cold for them to do it. It's business, I guess. They, they be, it's it. Yeah, it's funny because this morning in Vegas, if it's a hundred in Arizona, that's wild. Because this morning in Vegas, the wind is howling today. Yeah. It was sixty-five degrees this morning. It was it was so windy that I, I it's actually so windy I couldn't run today I had to walk because it's so windy like it literally will blow oh, you over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a high high wind advisory all the way until eleven o'clock tonight. Oh. Warnings of like trees being upended, like hurricane gust force winds, like sixty mile per hour wind gusts coming through. So we might be getting the heat coming when you guys return. You might bring it back with you. It's a little breezy down here, but I'll tell you what the drive down. We took the van, the sheriff van. Nice. It was blowing all over the place, and I did not drive. So I had fun saying, are you trying to stay in the lines or what? She's like, it's the wind. It's the wind. And I kept saying, the wind? And I knew it was the wind because I drive the van, too. And I would love any chance I get to to fire a shot across the boat. Yeah, I just take it. I'm like, just try to stay within the lines, please. Like, it feels like we're all over the place. She was getting madder and madder. But yeah, um, that was a good story. What's the next story with the baseball? Well, the next story is our new segment. We are calling it Otani Watch. Look at this. Otani you added Watch. this while I was gone. This is great. You love these little <laughs> things. You just throw it in there. That was awesome. So we're going to yeah, talk about Otani every day. Yeah, well, anything, it, it makes sense. Sonic is too. Too good. So every day when there's something really to talk about, we will talk about Otani because Otani, our friend Ben Fox tweeted this out this morning. This is crazy. Okay. Los Angeles Angels stat leader for the seasons. Okay. Hitting Uh runs Otani hits Otani home runs Otani average Otani OPS Otani RBIs Otani stolen bases Otani and what's RC runs created. Otani pitching wise leader in ERA Otani leader in wins Otani leader in K's Otani opposing batting average Otani every single stat that's relevant. The Los Angeles angels are being led by Shohei Otani. Um, this is going to be fun because, you know, we talked about the A's and Joe C. Myers did a great job keeping track of that. And it kind of kept him involved, one, in the show, but two, and he said, I learned more about the A's and watched more A's baseball than I ever did in my life. Amen. Now, we have the Otani watch, which saw a tremendous job with this thing. Look how excited P-Roll is. He's getting to play it. He played it twice. twice. You know he likes it. If he plays it twice, twice, (laughs) it's a guaranteed lock that he likes it. Uh So if there's any question about that, you did good. 
But if we're going to talk about Otani every day, I love it. What a drill. Props to think about. Yeah. yeah. But what about the Angels, P-Rolf? They got a winning record. They're right there. Him and Trout both homered yesterday. Third time this season. Back to Are back. you buying the Angels yet? No. Why? What? No. Come on. They're 41 and 33. They're four and a half games back of the Rangers. They have a plus 25 run differential. They're seven and three over their last 10. But the big thing is they're 20 and 14 at home. They have the best record. Well, not second best record behind the Rangers at home so far. So they're taking in the division. So they're taking care of business at home where Where Houston on the wild card right now um, for a wild card conversation. They are. They have a wild card right now. They're, they're in. in. They're in. Yeah, Orioles, Angels, Astros are the three wild card spots We're right now. We're right there, baby. We're right there. This is we this is actually kind of crazy because the teams in the American League right now who are running for the all for, for the for the wild card, Orioles, Angels, Astros have the spots. Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox are Astros are tied with the Yankees for the third spot. Blue Jays are a half a game back. Red Sox are two games back. Mariners are three games back. I mean, we have seven teams for three spots. It's going to be a ridiculous summer as we find out who winds up getting into the playoffs. And there's one division that was not represented in any of those seven teams that you just mentioned. Correct. That would be the Central and the Guardians, Tigers, and White Sox are the other teams behind the Mariners at five and a half, eight, and eight and a half games back. What a disaster the Central is, but what a race the wild card's going to be. It's going to change daily, give you something to pay attention to. It's even deeper. Positions. It's even deeper in the National League because Correct. You, have the, you have the Marlins, Giants, and Dodgers who right now occupy those three spots, but the Phillies, Reds, Padres, Pirates, Cubs, and Mets are all within five and a half games of a wild card spot. More quantity than quality. In the, uh, in the that's 10 games. That, that's 10 teams. You have 10 teams for three spots in the National League. Some teams are going to have to make some hard decisions in a couple of weeks when it comes to the trade deadline. Right. You know, we get there because you're going to have to be like, are we really in or are we really just pretending right now? Like we got two months more of baseball to figure this out, August, September. So it's still a lot of way. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm bummed out about it. Pirates. Um, Why? They just, uh, they just they got swept by Milwaukee after the right. like They've six lost six games in a row. Games. I mean, it, but we saw it coming. We talked about this before that we saw that they overperformed early in the year. Yeah. Schedule is getting more difficult. Yeah. And they need to make a trade for a pitcher. They need Mitch Cohen needs some help. They need someone to, they need a, a, a two or a three starter to help them. Yeah. They need another. Quality start a week, like just yeah. to breathe. The bullpen's getting beat up, man. The yep. bullpen starting to give up way too many runs. They two one in the eighth yesterday, leading Milwaukee, end up losing the game. It just yeah. So I don't want, I don't know, but the but the, the playoff race is going to be awesome. I'm in with the Angels. Like if the season season end today, they're in mm-hmm. right now. And again, not holding it to anything, but like June. What is today? The twentieth, nineteenth. Yep. What is it? I don't know. Are the Angels making a playoffs? Yes or no? No. You're saying no. No. Oh man, I think Otani gets him in. I think, I think all that talk about trading him and all that other stuff—it's going to not happen. He's going to. I think they'll be in contention, but I think you're talking about the Astros and the Yankees 
who are going to be two of the teams that are going to, I mean, I would be really surprised if the Yankees missed the playoffs or the Astros missed the playoffs. So now we're talking about one spot available and I don't think the staying power, I mean, I think Red Sox, Blue Jays, Angels, Orioles, all batting, battling over one wildcard spot. I don't, uh, I think the back end pitching and bullpen of the Angels will be their detriment. It's crazy to think about because the Rays are going to win the division. By like, running away they, with it. They're, yeah. they're, 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 they just, they, right. So the all those good teams in the AL East got to fight for the wild card spots. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Rays have 51 wins. The, the fastest of 50 in their history, 51, 50 wins over the weekend. They have 51 right now. They're 51 and 24. They're 31 and 7 at home. I mean, it's just dumb right now. Just bet the Rays in your parlays at home right now. Like they're so good. I mean, they lost yesterday. Did you see that throw by Tatis, by the way, the, the throw out at home. No, he threw out a run. Oh my lord, it was it was old school, like really good arm from the nice. outfield to basically save the game, win the game. He threw out uh, Marco cool. at the plate. It was electric. I mean, it just and then he did the whole thing with the with his uh, you know in his holster, threw it off and <laughs> put it in his pocket. The kid, I love what the kids do with the celebrations, but it was right. one of those great throws. The Rays lost, but they're winning the division. So I think, I mean, from a betting standpoint, we'll talk about this as we go throughout the summer and stuff, but you can grab futures on teams now that prices are going to go away. I mean, mm. if the Red Sox get hot over the next two weeks and get in that spot, like their price is going to drop drastically. It, it fluctuates. I mean, it's fun. It's fun to be in the room. Because you you can kind of create action. Like right now, I'd be I'd be giving away whatever price I could on the pirates. Oh, I'm 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 just bummed and worried that they're going to go away. Cincinnati's coming. Bramble Camp's on a good team. What is that? Eight in a row for Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's won eight in a row. They have, yeah. I mean, the problem with Cincinnati, I, I just, I just, I just think they're hot. I mean, they've won eight in a row. They're still underwater at home. They're seventeen and eighteen at home. They're twenty yeah. and seventeen on the road. Yeah. Still have a negative run differential. I just yeah. think they're hot. I, I, I don't, I don't buy. This is a staying power team with the Reds. Only uh, because I, it's that division. Yeah, I mean, they can win the division. That's fine, and that might happen. But I don't buy them as like a legitimate, serious contender for the National League. <laughs> I mean, the two game win over the division, you get a three game series at home. Yep. In the first round. Right. You get the right matchup. You can win two of those games. Now you're live to make the next step. Yeah, they're fun. I mean, I, I'm not going to debate that. They're, they're a fun team right now, but I think it's I think it's a little bit of a, of a flash in the pan type situation for, for them. So uh, let's talk some football. Brigade proxy service NFL story of the day. This is going to be a fun one, by the way, to get into because we've talked a lot about the NFL betting rules. So today, profootballtalk.com asked a pretty interesting question about, okay, NFL gambling policy. You are coming after these players like crazy. But according to how pro football talk and how they're interpreting the NFL rules, yep. there is nothing to stop a fired coach from betting on the team they just coached and them getting a job later in the offseason 
But if you're fired mid season and you know, what's going on inside that locker room, you know, what's really happening. You can bet to your heart's content and there's no repercussions at all from it. I mean, yes, I think there should be some idea of inside info, inside information. If you're a head coach of a football team, you're not inside it. Yeah, but you're, you could, you know, you coach the team, you know, what really is going on. There's no better inside information than you could get from a head coach of a football team. who just got fired. I don't think a book would be hesitant to take the action. I don't really. Yeah. I mean, the book wanted to play like, but the books took the action from Calvin Ridley. The books took the, I mean, the books aren't afraid to take action from any player. Really? That's the reality. That's, that's that's so that one. Yeah. (laughs) Most books that are taking bets are not afraid to take bets from anybody. Apparently there's some books out there that, are afraid to take books from everybody. Limits <laughs> do a lot of things that way. So um, I don't, I don't know if I have a problem. Like, how far are we going to extend the policy? I know you like to, you know, look at the rules and regulations of things. You play a lawyer sometimes here, counselor. Should there be a policy for what when you get fired mid-season, pre-season, X one year after? What would be your answer to this you're frozen are you frozen can't hear you no uh-oh you're back i'm back okay We're all back. you're back all right wow that all was right. the first time we, we went blank that was well, interesting no, i wasn't blank you were you were frozen i was like i i no. saw the whole time so um i was my, blank. Answer, my question was did you hear my question uh you want me to, to, to be the lawyer I want you to play the lawyer or, or policy maker. Okay. What is the answer for an ex player or ex coach? Or like you get cut, you can't bet for a year on the league. You get cut, you get fired. You can't touch what you can't bet ever. What is the answer? Well, according, I'll read you the piece, the, the couple of paragraphs from pro football talks article today that kind of highlights this. Mike Florio writes, consider this example. The NFL has a major and massive sponsorship with Olive Garden. Several owners are major stockholders in Olive Garden, but no NFL team or team employee is ever allowed to eat there. How hard would it be for the NFL to navigate the process of crafting, educating, and enforcing the no Olive Garden rule when the NFL and some of its owners are fully in bed with Olive Garden? Replace gambling book with Olive Garden. Do you like Olive Garden? I do not. It would be impossible to fully and properly compartmentalize the two. When it comes to gambling, the league will only be able to credibly and effectively create and enforce its gambling policy if and when the NFL completely and totally shuns any and all involvement with gambling. That horse, unfortunately, is already too far out of the barn, and he's munching on a on a feed bag full of, of items from the Olive Garden menu. The point being is, if you're financially incentivized for the book to do well, how are you able to actually fully enforce any of these policies on anyone with the NFL because of the fact that the line is now completely gone? Uh, So one, they make a lot of the money as partners of the leagues on volume. It's not 
a lot of times it's a it's an upfront pay, you know, and they pay the league a fee, a right. ridiculous fee, right? And you're an official partner, right? The other back end deals, which I don't know are fully advertised, are yeah, you're an official partner of the league. Now we get to see your books and we get a percentage of your hand. So it's two percent of a billion dollars or whatever right. they did. That's why they like to pump up the handle. So then everybody eats. The whole thing is caca. I'll say <laughs> Will and you uh, a, a, a log because it's complete bull. You know what? Right. The whole thing is crap. They don't care about the betting on the NFL by whom. They just care to get more volume. I don't know what the answer is. Again, this isn't it. Like, Addison, Addison said, can we use Olive Garden in more hypotheticals, please? He's right. That's great. Good job, Florio. That was good. Well, I mean, you asked me, is all is Olive Garden good? I mean, Olive Garden is just, it's Olive Garden. It is what it is. I, I, you know, as just, long as you know what you're getting when you yeah. go to Olive Garden. The soup like, is good. I, I like their soup. I, the minestrone soup yeah. is good. Soup and salad. Whenever I used to go there, I'd get soup and salad. That's all I Pasta, Pasta fajoule is good as well. Um, yeah. You know, and then the kids love the breadsticks. Of course. It's like when you go, though, and you get like the veal or whatever it is, and then you complain about it. You're like, right. You can't. You're at Olive Garden. Right. Like, what, what you did you expect? expect? Right. Like, like, what do you, you like, have to yeah. temper your expectations when yes. you go. You know um, what you're going into. Yes. And it used to be a lot affordable, too. Like Olive Garden used to be a quality volume meal for the family. Right. Now it's a burial. Because they it, bought Olive Garden bought that other Italian place that you could write on. You could write on the they had the 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 paper on the table that you could draw uh, on. Something Pacino or something, right? Yeah, something. like so that once they realized they could charge more, they bought them out, and that was the more expensive version of Olive Garden. Right. Then they started to jack the prices up at Olive Garden because they realized people would pay more for it. So then they started yeah. to change change things around. But yeah, I mean, you go look. I don't like eating Italian food out ever because I can make it better myself. So I get frustrated whenever I go out to eat. People like go out. I want Italian food. I'm like, why? I'm like, I can make it better at my house. Like I'd rather not. I'd rather go out to have a meal that I can't make. That you're making it better than I can make at home. So that's always my. It's why I don't like going out for. Italian food to pay we for. We had a it. great, we had a great Italian meal at the place where we went with Steve with the Moawabe cigars. That was oh good. yeah, that place is great. Oh that yeah, that was, was that, that, that was good. That was yeah, phenomenal. That, I'm actually I'm seeing Steve. I think on the tr- in in ten days I'm seeing Steve. So oh, back east, we got a little New Hampshire meetup coming up uh, for, for us. You better bring the envelope, Bartel. You better bring the envelope. <laughs> we're having some fun with steve uh coming up uh on on, on that so okay um again this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated show so we got a couple topics oh, left and then, this is great and yeah, then we'll get to we'll we'll get to what's going to happen here okay this is a little bit inside school but we talk about this stuff a lot i think people like it when we kind of get into this type of stuff because it's all yep. over the place this is what points bet put out this morning about what DraftKings has done so First, points bet was selling. We knew this. They went for sale. Yeah. Secondly, Fanatics came in and said, we're going to give you $150 million in cash for your... 115. 115? That was 150. No, no, no. Oh, 150. Okay, so 150. DraftKings said, wait a second. We'll give you $195 million. Yeah. Before you do that deal, 
do our deal. Yeah. We'll give you a buck 95 out of nowhere. Like just came swooping in at the last moment before the sale got finalized. DraftKings said, we're going to drop a hammer. It is half the cash that DraftKings has on hand. They're going to pay to take this away from fanatics. So there's a yep. two part. This is a two part conversation. The first part is, do you think DraftKings is afraid of, of fanatics? And that's why they've made this decision to, to come in and buy it. You know, DraftKings has been afraid of anybody. They're not afraid of even pissing off their own investors and blowing all the money. They don't, they don't, they're not afraid of any. So then no. why would you do this deal for points bet? Because the evaluation is nowhere near $195 million in cash. This is a no debt cash offer coming in here. This is, this is like two people fighting over a house and one person financing and one person offering cash. Like, we'll just give it to you in cash right now. Yep. Straw Which buyer, right? Is that, is that the term, a straw buyer? I don't think DraftKings wants this at all. I think they're trying to drive up the price of fanatics panics and doubles their offer and has to pay more than DraftKings to get it. Fanatics needs a way in. This is a way in with an established company that has licenses. Now, when they open the hood, they're going to go, wait a second. What is this? <laughs> Will, sorry. What is this shit? Right. we got a lemon. There's no lemon law when you buy a book. Right. There's no, I mean, you know, you, you're going to check, but um, you see the numbers. I mean, we got guys that send the numbers. We got guys that I read the numbers from different states every month. Not a lot of the states um, that I used to because the handle's dropping and it's just not important. We know who one and two are, and I don't really care who three, four, five, and six are anymore because it doesn't matter. It's such a small number. Everybody's fighting for the morsel. Mm -hmm. This is Fanatic's way in. Like, I don't know. How do you see it? Do you see it like a competitive, like DraftKings is really trying to take points back? No, I think DraftKings is trying to stop Fanatics from coming into the marketplace. I think they realize that Fanatics has the guns. They've got the ammo to be a legitimate third contender. And DraftKings would like this to be a FanDuel versus DraftKings. When all the dust settles, it's a two-horse race. And Fanatics coming in creates a legitimate, as you said, they have a way in. They get multiple states, multiple license, and they can come in and really start to impact because Fanatics could be number three. They could open at number three, given the power they've got with their database. With their database and their marketing. And, oh, by the way, they already are an established company that actually makes money. Yeah. Unlike a lot of the, like right. the other big ones. So, um, yeah, DraftKings is, uh, what, a billion dollars in a hole? A million and a half. It doesn't matter at this point. They're Uber. They're going to spend until right. they make money. Over. Right. That's yeah. it. They're just going to, and then they're going to tell everybody they made money. And then they're going to try to get more money. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what it is. Everybody can see it for what it is. Um, there might be an inkling of that somewhere in the DraftKings boardroom, right? Where they go, we got to keep these guys out. Yeah. I think it's DraftKings playing defense. I think, I think, right? I think you're right too. I think you're right too. I think, hey, if we're going to, it has to hurt fanatics. If you're going to get this, it has to hurt. So you, you got to spend $200 million to acquire a company that's worth a fourth of that. So that's going to hurt. And then we're going to try to, if you don't want it, we get to keep you out. And so it's a decision that 
it, it forces the hand of fanatics to go, all right, well, what, what do we really want to do here? So I think it, it's a two part issue. I think if DraftKings buys points bet, they're fine with it because they can take over another brand, keep them out and also keep fanatics out. And then if they lose out and fanatics keeps it and gets it, it really hurt them. I just don't know if $200 million is a lot to fanatics. And I get that. That's the thing. Like we know at DraftKings, it's half their cash on hand to buy it. But if you buy any championship gear right now online for the golden Knights or the Denver nuggets, you're buying it from fanatics. Correct. They have the rights to all of it. So this is what, this is what happens, right? Like, I mean, just think of it in terms of a baseball player in free agency. One owner wants the guy. That's the price. The agent goes to the, other team and says, tell them you want, you're going to, you're, you're going to bid. Well, what do you mean? We've got to create a market. There was no market for points. Bet. Right. Fanatics was buying it. Right. So now somebody says to Johnny the, at points, bet, listen, we're going to go to draft games and tell them to say they're going to buy it for 200, 190 and get the offer. This fanatics is going to pay. If I was fanatics, I'd be like, you know what? Take it. Right, Take call it. their bluff. Yeah, call the bluff. Right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Go ahead, DraftKings. You can get deeper in that rabbit hole. We're going to find someone else that's going to – because it's not going to be the first one to go away. Right. be offered to buy. Right. And it's not like the number's going up, 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 up. I mean – Sometimes you got to take the offer given to you. Would it totally surprise you to see points bet when they look at DraftKings offer go, you know what? Not sure about this cash and all this other stuff. We're not, we're going to take the fanatics. I mean, maybe, but that would be if, if you're on, I, I don't know. Points bet is still a private company, right? Entirely with Australia. It's just the board. That's they got it. a lot of relationships with a lot of people here in the States with NBC yeah. sports and all these other things. It's a way to get hold if they take the money and get profit. And, you know, I mean, well, it's profit either or it's, it's, I just wonder, do no, they want to go married, back they, they, 115 or 190? They spent way more than that. Right. They're not out. They're, they're, they're just, they're out. So, of so the if business. that's the case, why wouldn't but you take the larger offer? Take the bigger offer then. That's that's what they're going to have to. If I think they're, I mean, I heard they're keeping their business in Australia, which, by yes, the way, they are. you know, Leighton popped in from yep. Australia on our on our on Saturday. That was great. Saturday, that was awesome. I would like to know from down there what's the perception of points bet in Australia, because oh, they own it. I mean, they, I mean, that's their home country. That's, that's their, where they that's operate. Their that's their thing. Okay. Yeah, they right. own that. I mean, points bet. That's why they came over here because they thought they could mimic what they did in Australia over here because points betting makes a lot more sense in sports like cricket the way they offer oh. it. They, they like it over there because the in-game the way you structure it the points betting that, that they tried to make a thing here never caught on because people found it to be way too complicated and they lost their shirt doing it because different sports don't make a lot of sense for it it's fantastic so, for football. It's it fantastic. Is. I mean, but you can get busted up. Yep. If you, if you, you know, you have to put a cap. You got to put a cap on the. We used to call them action points. If right. Nobody, uh, Butchie's watching. It, it, you know, uh, action points was a thing. We could never teach the. <laughs> we could never teach the programmers how to put it in a computer system to make it work. We had to handwrite all those bets. It was a major pain in the ass, but it's a fun thing especially where there's more points scored. And as we learn, 
from late in cricket, there's more points scored in a cricket, and the swings are, are wild. crazy. You're, yeah. you're not even entertaining the thought of doing the cricket betting, are you? Not even. I couldn't Thanks. even begin right. to explain to you. I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even tell you how, what to bet on. Okay. Other than wins no, or losses, I'm, I have no idea. No, I know, but like you like to dive into stuff and like really educate yourself and learn. And Leighton no. put it out there, and I'm like, yeah, Leighton, no. No, no, don't no, no. give him anything to do more. No, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, betting. I'm like, w, I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to bet CFL in, in in WNBA. Right now, CFL scoring has me saying I'm not interested in betting on this because it's completely wonky nonsense, and I'll get angry and frustrated. <laughs> so maybe maybe WNBA is the way that I'm going to go, but. I bet on the aces every game. I went five. I went five and two. Baseball went. I'm five and two over my last seven baseball bets. Look at you. So maybe baseball turned. We're back, baby. Maybe baseball turned a little bit. We're back. All right, time for better to book it a little earlier than normal because we're doing a different type of show here today. So. Uh, the Tennessee money line bet that I made is in deep trouble. It's four nothing. Stanford leading top five. Yeah. Elimination game here. Tennessee. I have a ten to one ticket on Tennessee to win the whole thing. It could be out the yeah. window. And I bet on Tennessee today to win on the money line as well. Yeah. So you can get Tennessee live in game right now at plus two and a half runs. May not be a bad bet to come in here to see what happens. But the bats for Tennessee have been ice cold, and their pitchers. Giving up four runs, that's somewhat shocking, to be quite honest, when it comes to that. Uh, Two bets in Major League Baseball to give you. Okay. The Twins against the Red Sox. I'm going to go and ride this. Wait a second. The Twins are playing the Red Sox who just swept the Yankees, and you're going to play the Twins? Yeah, because the trend of teams coming off of Sunday Night Baseball losing is crazy, and they played a doubleheader yesterday on top of that. Red Sox are going to be tired here tonight. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. What's the pitching matchup? Paxson is going for uh, the Red Sox, who has been not horrible. He's right. But they've lost three of the four starts. Three of his last four starts they have lost. Okay. With Paxson pitching. And Pablo Lopez is going for the Twins. The Twins have won three of their last four starts when Pablo Lopez has pitched. Opener minus 128. Yep. Is that what it was last yep. night? Yep. What's current number right now? Oh, uh, current number right now is. I'll have all that set up and I'll be able to look at that. Tomorrow. That's fine. Uh, current number is minus 145. That's <laughs> So. Uh, yeah, that's probably the right side. Uh, although. I don't know. So let me think about this. So that's the side that people bet. Everyone's betting this trend. All the pros are betting against Sunday night team that played on Sunday night baseball. Right. The next day they lose a lot. All right. I'll be the glutton for punishment. I'll book it. Double I'll, be, I'll, I'll be like, socks are tired. Yes. Yeah. So- yeah. Socks yeah, are this tired. Should be, this would be one of those ones where you just sit and take it, take it, take it. And the socks win six, two. And you Whew. go home early. And you go, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. We'll take it. I like the twins tonight. And then only one other bet. First five over five. What does that say? Royals and Tigers? It's You're Jordan. Desperate. It's, it's what Ly- the- No, it's Lyle's day, baby. It's Jordan Lyle's day. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, there's so you had to tell me. It's That's Lyle's. Good. It's Lyle's against Volson. Oh. 
Yeah. So <laughs> it's five. Oh. It was four and a half. And most books, it was four and a half heavy yeah, juice to the over. Yeah. And then it was five at different books. They're putting up five minus 115. So I said, fine. Yeah. I push potential. But Olsen's going as well. Olsen's not been great either for the Tigers. But you have the Royals. Jordan What's the Lyons total going. in the game? Full game. Is it uh, 10? Full game now is eight. No, no, sorry. No, excuse me. Sorry. Wrong one. Nine. It's nine. Ten. It's nine. Wait a second. Full game is nine. Do they move the first five to five? Yep. Because it's Jordan Lyles. I understand. Like, that's a bit egregious. That's, that's giving me the old. Well, it that's... gives you a push potential. Four and a half caches. So if you want to just take four and a half, you can. But Jordan Lyles is 0 and 11 with a 6.89 ERA. His last five starts, he's given up five, five, one, five, and four earned runs. Oh, my. <laughs> so I mean, just, I need my head examined if I say to book this one. We just want I'll Jordan. lose, bet. <laughs> right, exactly. If you lose it, you're fine with it. You're like, okay, fine. You lose, you just tip your cap and go, that's that's fine. Reese Olsen's pitching for the Tigers. He's 0-2 with a 6.08 ERA in his last start at home against the Braves. Three and a third innings worth of work, six earned runs given up. So that's why this might the first- be one of those like first three, first five game all over, 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 ladder, the whole thing. I'd be careful of the nine, though. I mean, I think there could be after the starters come out, the story, the scoring could slow down. But team total over? Team total Tigers over? Team total Tigers? Four uh, and a half? Four and a half, yeah. Would juice to be over? Yeah. I'm all right with that. I mean, listen, there's only a matter of time before, you know, one, the content space starts talking about this Lyles thing, and it already is. Oh, there but we are. Two, I mean, that was I, uh, our friend at Wager Talk, Ralph, already put it out today. They're 0 and 14. Damn it, Ralph. They're 0 and 14 in game started by Jordan Lyles, the Royals this year. Yeah, see, it's only a matter of time before they take him out of the rotation. You have yeah, to take advantage of these situations while they're JC from KC said that it, uh, they got two pitchers on the, on the IL right now. And when they come off, that he expects that they will DFA Jordan Lyles. Total runs Tigers is four and a half minus one twenty for the game. Over, over minus one twenty. Yeah, I mean that's not a bad bet. No, that's oh. not a bad bet. What's the? Uh, is there a first five total team total? First five team total. Ah, uh, yes. First five team Fan- total. We could get a two and a half or three. Oh, uh, let's see. Fan- probably. It's probably two. And a half, uh, Tigers are minus one fifty two on the money line. Um, total runs now is five and a half. By the way, at Fanduel. <laughs> It's still they're watching the show, even <laughs> on vacation, even in the summer. They're watching the show. Guys, thank you for watching the show. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe <laughs> button. I ain't even got my on screen or nothing here yet. I was just worried about getting out here and getting the shot set up. And now they're moving a number while we're talking about it. So there you go. Five and a half. Five. There is no individual team total for the game at FanDuel at the moment. Individual team total with first the first five. five. Yeah, there's no. They don't have that up. If there is, guys, put it in the Discord uh, or, or or send it out because I think there are a, there is a book. Or oh, there is. A, Raymaker said, "Oh, it's two and a half Tigers. Two and a half first five. Juice over. 
I don't know. I didn't say. Okay. All right. Lou's on it. I knew Lou would be on it. So at least it's uh, whatever, whatever book he's looking at. First five teams. That's probably bet. MGM is probably the book. They tend to do a lot of that where you'll give it. They'll give you opportunities to ladder. You had talked about it being a two horse race um, in the sportsbook world, like with this points bet sale and stuff. Bet MGM is going to be number three, right? Like that's, they're going to hang around long enough. Their spend is long enough. They're going to be there, right? Anyone who has a brick and mortar business will be in the sports betting game for the long run. Caesars, another Those one. Four. Right. Okay. Yeah. FanDuel and DraftKings, because they don't have brick and mortars and they don't have other ways of funding the business, they will be forced to be the odds, the 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 two horse long shot way above. But Caesars and Bet MGM will always have books. They will always be in business. They will not go ever, anywhere. They don't care what DraftKings and FanDuel, they can beat the hell out of each other for all they care. They will stay and the properties will use the book the way that it's been used in Vegas for years. It's not the cash cow required must make money portion. Even if you lose money, it's fine because you have to offer it because the guy in the pit who's playing $50,000 a hand wants to go bet a baseball game. You're welcome over and let him go bet a baseball game. So those books have a different business model because they have hotel properties, restaurants, everything else. Right. Sports betting is just a small little piece of their overall pie. FanDuel and DraftKings, they've got DFS. And they got gambling, sports gambling, and that's it. <laughs> so right. their their spend and their requirements for well, they have I casino. Too, right? Well, that's two. The I casino, but we don't. I mean, only four states have that, so we need to see how many more states will come up with the I casino stuff, and that could be big. But I you know Dr- Dr- BetMGM and Caesars are not going anywhere. They will always be in the game. Yeah. If you have brick and mortar, so you're making good money off of bring people in. I mean. Circa, same deal, right? I mean, Circa, same thing. You have a property, you're bringing people in. Westgate, same thing. You got a property, you got hotel rooms, you got other things, restaurants and whatnot. You're bringing people in. So people that have used sports betting the way it's always made money, they'll be around. They're not going anywhere. It's It's the idea that you could just be on this, just be on the phone. That's the difference. I mean, it's... It's going to continue to be the difference through and the user experience. I've heard I've only used points bet from a distance. Right. I don't know if it's enough to say, like, I mean, the DraftKings and FanDuel experience on the phone is pretty good. They draft really turns that points bet into that experience that will help. I can't wait to see what Fanatics does with that whole thing. Agreed. And That's the news be a hard part, right? And, it, and in Vegas, when people are coming to Vegas, I I mean, I've only heard good things so far. I'm waiting for the for the other shoe to drop. But Caesars is new, not William Hill, but Caesars is new sports betting app. Yep, is getting some real big reviews, thumbs up reviews here in Vegas, in Nevada for what they yeah, launched last what they launched last week. It's different. The menus are deep. Yeah, um, you know they're going to find out really quick that a lot of the guys that you and I both know are going to be unable to bet. They're going to get profiled very quickly on those menus and they're not going to be able to bet what they normally like to bet. And that's the other end of the business that I think is a very difficult one to monetize or discuss when mm. you're new. If mm. Fanatics gets points bet, they already have that. It can take that information and implement it into their own. Whereas, you know, DraftKings is doing it their own way too. It's, it's a, 
crazy, crazy time in the business right now. Favorite thing about today is what? The show. The, the <laughs> show. You got me out of a crazy-ass hotel room. It was freezing. We had to move from one room today to another room tomorrow because something wasn't ready and we had to do this stuff. So um, I had 10, three daughters of my own and seven nieces and nephews in town last night in a room with my brother, Doug, who's going to come on the show hopefully tomorrow. Oh, nice. Brother Smoke, who maybe will come on the show. Brother Smoke is a little more reserved. Okay. My sisters, Dina and Dara, my wife, Jessica, chaos. And I know the entire time my mom was there for a while until my mom finally at 75 said, David, can you walk me to my car? I said, Mom, absolutely. Let's go. She was the first one out. She had had enough. And while we were walking, I said, do you think dad was watching all this? Because that was the house we grew up in. Five kids. We always had everybody over to our house. So my mom and I were just laughing, basically talking to my dad while we were walking to the car going, this is what he would have wanted. This is what he used to sit in the corner of the couch after we would all be sitting there and his hands would be on his chest like this. And he had this smile, just like looking. And I'd be like, Dad, what are you what are you smiling on? What are you laughing at? He's like, nothing. Yeah. He's such a proud dad to see all of the basically that he created. And, yeah. Uh, and my mom and I said, we did the right thing. I was glad I said, I'm glad to be here for the week, you know, a couple days and see everybody. It was an awesome, awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, for me, it's one, if you're celebrating Juneteenth, happy Juneteenth. I don't know. It's a brand new holiday. I'm learning all about it still. Uh, about, you told about what, me about it. Yeah. So it's a federal holiday today. I think it's only year two or three of the federal holiday. So that's all. Things are all kind of a little bit wonky on, on, on that from like what's open, what's not. And no one's around. And I went out and got a coffee this morning and I was like, where is everyone? And I was like, oh, wait. And someone's like, it's a holiday. I was like, it's a holiday. It's like, oh, that's right. It's Juneteenth. I didn't know that. So if you are celebrating that, it's a, it's a pretty amazing story to go, go read about it if, as to why now it's a federal holiday. Two, Madeline and I went and saw the movie. We did a little movie review, which is really pretty fun because a bunch of people on Twitter are now like, you guys need to do more of these because my kid, we were going to go to the movies. Now we're not because we don't want to go see Elemental because Madeline kept on calling it cringy. So it was, it was, it was pretty fun Save to see that. Some money. Save good. people some money. So, you know, oh. and, and so we have, we have, we put that out over the weekend. That was cool to see kind of that whole thing. And then, we saw Megan O'Levy over the weekend with her and her mom who were in town. So we bumped in there at the farmer's market after we saw you. We went over to the farmer's market for our meeting on Saturday and saw Megan O'Levy. Her mother was in town. So it was neat. And Madeline like immediately recognized her from UFC fights. It was kind of neat. She's like, I had seen you on TV. Our kids are very much living different lives <laughs> than, than most people. I have no idea. Because she thought it was very normal that like my dad is friends with a person she watches every Saturday on TV on ESPN. And she's like, oh, I watch fights. I see you all the time. Hi. Like very normal. I was like, this is so Vegas. That it's just a very typical thing. So it's fun to bump into her and it's, you know, we'll have to get Anik back on the show at some point. Yeah. Uh, you're coming with me next in two weeks, right? To the fights? The... UFC UFC fight week July 6th right yeah that's so that's gonna yeah, be that you come back 
That's two weeks. That's not this week. That's no, two following. weeks. Correct. Yes, it's July eighth. Actually, I think so it's a Saturday night, July eighth. Right. Yes, we, we get yeah. the things and we'll go. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 yeah so that's going to be a really fun event happening here. Double fight, Brandon Moreno fighting. Um, I, I cannot wait for that. We got Crawford and Spence happening. So July is happening around the corner. So it's yep. it, it's pretty it's pretty exciting. So we're doing. I have this. a question to ask you before we go. Okay. You've been alone for 24 hours now, going on 48 hours. Correct. One, how the dogs, and two, <laughs> what are you doing all night and day, like other than the show? Like, what? what are we? I mean, because I got a text and DM. I'm like, no, he's not having title shots. He's not. He's not. <laughs> no. People were like, no, he's working. His ass off is what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, really sore. So I. I hurt my shoulder. So we, we came home from the movie and it was 1030 at night. We had just gone and run around like crazy. We went and had dinner. Madeline and I were celebrating father's day, but I still had to do a 45 minute workout. So I was doing a workout and then I heard a pop in my shoulder, like an audible crunching sound in my shoulder. And I was like, literally like, for the rest of the night after I was done with the workout, like Googling, like, what does this mean? Is it rotator cuff? Is it a cold muscle? Whatever uh, it might be. Nothing all that serious. I never heard anything like that before in my shoulder before. It was pretty freaky. So now it's just about, I'm super sore. <laughs> like, like at the end of this, th- this is hard. Okay. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. The hard 75, these last 10 days are going to be, I'm on day 64. Like yeah. this is, this is hard. Like this is, I am craving things. I have not eaten in a really long time. I want a donut more than anything in the world. Like I really want a donut. Like I really, really, really want a donut. And I really, really, really want to go get wings. And I really want all these things. And I'm just like trying to keep myself as focused and as locked in. So one, I'm at, I work out, I wake up in the morning, I go for a run for 45 yep. minutes shower chains, do the show, blah, blah, blah. Then get off. We'll do all the different things I gotta do for the show. And then I go back to the gym at about seven, eight o'clock at night for another workout. <laughs> then I come home and I do the juice. Like that's my day. So like that's, I have like all of like four hours of, down, of downtime throughout the day yeah. to do whatever else I want to do, which is very little. So people forget how long it takes me at night to do the juice. Like it takes me an hour and a half to do all that. I gotta yeah. do the prep, do the stuff. I record it. I edit it. I post it. Like it's all... You know, it's a multiple yeah. hour thing every single night that I'm doing when I'm posting the daily juice. So like that cuts into my lifestyle, whatever I want to go ahead and do. I'm not drinking, so I can't drink. So none of that. Right. So yeah. it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. none of that going on. So, you know, that that's kind of what I'm, what I'm into. The dogs are fine. It's, okay. but like when I leave, like that's what I was telling my ex, I was like, I, you got to figure out what to do with the dogs. Like, like I'm, I'm leaving, you're coming back. I'm going there where you are. I'm coming back up to you to figure it out. So I saw her, I was dropping Madeline off to when they're going to the airport. I was like, what are you doing with the dogs? She's like, I don't know yet. I was like, okay, uh, <laughs> I was like, let's see how that goes. Is- <laughs> I was like, I'm on a plane on June 27th. Just FYI, I'm on a plane 930 in the morning, June 27th. Like uh, I'm, I'm flying back to Boston. So like, you we should take out. pictures of the dogs before you go, just Why? in case we need them for evidence later. <laughs> just saying. So, like, I, I mean, it, it's really funny. I've asked friends of mine, like, how do you handle, like, divorces and how do you, how do you handle your exes? Because, like, when we, when, we, when this happened last year and I went home for a week, or it was like it was Christmas or something, I let her stay here. 
And now I'm not letting, I'm not doing that anymore. I've, I've changed my opinion on that. I'm, I'm like, not I can't. letting you do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, no. we can't do that. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm no. like, I can't let you just stay here for a week. Like I just, no. it can't, it can't go down that way. No. She's like, no, I was like, nah, I was like, I'll let you watch no. the dogs or come in and like take them for walks or whatnot. But, and I got cameras everywhere, but like, I was like, I can't stomach that right now. I'm like, sorry. Like that's just, we're not, we're not in that spot any like we were before. So the dogs will be an interesting thing to watch while I'm back in Boston, how that, how that goes. When I was but, in Columbus, brother Doug, uh, had an issue because he's single dad like you now. And, yeah. Uh, he's got two dogs and I said, why don't you just have her come over and let the dogs out? You know? And he's like, yeah, I think she'd come over and either poison the dogs or she would say she Bring would come over and never come over. And yep. then right. Uh, I said, "Oh, understood." Yeah, so I hear I that. That's these are her. The, the one dogs. difference is yeah. these are her dogs, and I'm just watching them because where she's living, she can't have them. Yeah. So I'm I'm babysitting full time essentially for these, exactly. for these dogs, and, and and I they're fine, and, and you know I I adopted them and I raised them from puppies and whatnot. So like I have a long standing relationship with them, but like yeah. ultimate ultimately, yeah. I. I want them because I want a dog for Madeline. I want to get a right. real dog. And like, yeah. I want to do that at some point in 2023. Right. These dogs go and then we'll get a puppy. We'll get like a full blown, like what you guys have. And we'll right. do a whole like right. raising a dog right. for, Ma- for Maddie to have like a big yep. dog. I'm not a small dog person. That was, I'm not really a Chihuahua person. I'm more of a, right. I've always, yeah. I've always had larger dogs. Yeah. So it's, it's awesome because Dave's daily picks the canine guys from Indiana. Yeah. So I, I've said different things about types of dogs I wanted and they came right at me and were like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. Try that breed. Try this breed. Try that breed. So they're working. Yeah. yeah so they're working with me as to what we're going to wind up, wind up getting. So, um, it's a black mouth, uh, black mouth, something. I forget the name of the dog that they recommended. Kerr black mouth, really? something. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's really cute. It's are cute puppies. And they're like, this is a great dog. You should get, this is smart, athletic, loyal, not crazy. So wow. they said a Belgian Mal was a bad idea is what they said to me. They said, don't do that. It's a bad idea. I was like, Hmm. Trust the dog guy. I mean, Correct. Trust we, we, the got, we got guys all over the place in a lot of different avenues. Yeah, we do. And things. I can't thank them enough. Again, right? one watching the show, liking the show, subscribe, but offering your guidance and ad- advice on, on your dogs. life expertise. Awesome. Like, you know, we got, we got, we got gamblers, we got card guys, we got uh, dog guys, we Cops. got a lot of guys and stuff. It's yeah, phenomenal. it's great. It's amazingly it. enough, we filled the show for Sports Grid, so everybody gets this. We did You're the whole welcome, show. You're welcome, Will. You're welcome, Will. No full. Thank We're you. We're back tomorrow. Thank you, Will. Dave will be back in Arizona. I'm still in Las Vegas. BVB show on the Discord channel. Come on over and hang out with us some more. <laughs> BVB on a Tuesday, back with Dave in Arizona, me here in Vegas tomorrow here for Sports Grid YouTube and Twitter all at once. Saying bye. He's Dave. I'm Matt.